Okay, here we go. Planet Mikey Show, Episode 4 Podcast, the podcast brought to you by Gorilla Glue, the breakfast of champions. If you're stuck to your seat and you can't count to eight without making a mistake, it's Gorilla Glue. Hi, Ben Kitchen. Why am I? Oh, my God. Did you hear that reverb? That's effectual. We're doing it again. This is great. Ben, say something. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I really don't like this reverb. Yeah. <laughs> Smitty and I were talking before you got here, and we and just, we just we want to know, know, what the f*** is your problem anyway? You, for starters. Uh, we've had some gr- very good response to the podcast. Uh, you know, it's obviously a never-ending series. It's free. No one has any reason to say, I'm not going to get that. It's too expensive. It's free. Uh, we're uh, on iTunes. Yes. And we're on Spotify. Yes. Which is ha- happens to my underwear on a regular basis. Oh. And you okay? Where else are we going to be? Anywhere good? Are we going to be like in people's bulletin boards? We're on Audio boards? Boom. We'll be on CastBox, Deezer, Google. Deezer? Coming What's soon. Deezer? I don't even know. You know, at my age, you should put me on Geezer. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been on some pretty... I've been on, <laughs> Oh, look, you, you, you talk what, about now. What, obviously, okay. I've been on stations that had m- lots of listeners. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in New York, I you know WNEW had I don't know EEI had a whole pant load of listeners. Uh, Channel three in Hartford, six hundred thousand every single night at least. Most of them were coaching, but I've been on some stations that had no listeners, as we've discussed. Yes, nothing going on. I don't think there's anything worse though than when they hired me at. NECN, New England Cable News, where the news you need is on right now or after these infomercials. It was so bad. We were a startup network. And what it, year was this? Uh, 92. Okay. And in some towns, we were on, you know, channel A31, and in some, we were on B26, you know. Bingo. The B trunk. So no one could find us. We had no viewers. So the very first night I had the TV program, they said, okay, it's an hour. You're going to take phone calls. And you're going to talk sports live. And I asked, is there a delay? And they said, no, there's no delay. You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> exactly. So as a longtime radio guy, I'm thinking, delay? I'm going to get killed by pranksters and asswipes out there who just want to make us look bad. And that didn't happen. As a matter of fact, you, you know Maury Levine, right? That's right, Mike. Maury Leonard Levine. Uh, he used to stop the show in the middle of the, uh, of the show and say, hey, Mike, Mike. And he'd raise his hand. And I'd go, yes, Maury. And he'd go, my middle name is Leonard. And he'd just throw that out there. The guy was weird. So he's on the show one night. And here we are with no delay. And this happened. Um, Maury looks like he'd get a whole fist up his ass. <laughs> well, you know, I, that's something that uh, Maury probably has never done. But he, tell me, <laughs> does that hurt when you do that? And how do you hold the phone? <laughs> I mean, God. Was that the caller? Uh, I think we're off to a pretty good start in here. What do you think? Well, you know, try to keep the poster children for birth control <laughs> off the program, if you would. Yeah, yeah. You got John jo- and Natick. John and Natick. John, how are you? Mike, what's up? John, a whole fist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no way of getting out of it. Once you were in it and the show was live, whatever they said, 
you know, would stick. You know, we had people calling up, you know, hey, Howard, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Just like that. The best example of it I've ever seen was the O.J. Simpson one. He was on some, like, local access talk show back in, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And the callers just called in left and right. You ha- YouTube it, O.J. Simpson, prank call on air. I will. I will, because that's great. And he, and by the way, he deserves it. You know the three guys you, in the old days, they'd say, three guys you don't play golf with. O.J. Simpson, Heidi Fleisch, and uh, Ted Kennedy. Why? He's a slicer, she's a hooker, and Ted doesn't know how to drive over water. All right, so how you been? Good? Good. Good. Let's talk about <laughs> Rogelio Moret. Please, I've been waiting. Who? No, we'll, we'll get to him. You know what I think we should do? We should wait till the Spaceman's on the show, because he actually played oh, with nice. Rogelio Moret. Okay, so he's a baseball player. He's got stories about that guy, about which front office guy he was, daughter he was banging. You know, oh, he's got stories. And how he went catatonic in the locker room, and they had to, like, lock him up. He went into a catatonic trance. We'll get to that. See, this is what you call tease. The other thing is people have been bugging me and saying, okay, you're going to do this podcast, that's great, but when are you going to give us the filthy dirt on all those ass wipes that, that railroaded you out of WEI? I said, I will. I'll get to that. In due time, and we'll take them one. <laughs> we'll take them one at a time. And for those of you that don't th- know that, I have a lot of friends still there. You know, at Weei, there's a lot of people that I love. Some people that work there very much, but some people have got to watch out because the monkey poop is going to come flying from this cage, baby, in an episode near you soon. That's another tease. Oh, we have a little category. We'd like to. I don't know, introduced to the podcast called Brushes with Greatness. Mm. It has nothing to do with teeth or painters. Do you have one for us, or, or do you want me to give you one? No, I got one. I, I think I know where we're going here. Back when I was an intern in radio many years ago, Duran uh, Duran was there. <sighs> Came in for an interview. I thought you were going to tell your Boy George story. <laughs> no, that was a brush with mediocrity. So Duran Duran was there, and... You know, you're just a lowly intern running around doing whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Now, right. which was your favorite, Duran or Duran? Oh, obviously Duran. Come on. Yeah. Who, who? He was more awesome than the other, the other guy. No one thinks the other way. So uh, Simon LeBond's there, and he wants some tea. I'm an intern. Why are you asking me to get you tea? We don't, we don't have a teapot. Yeah. It's like, okay, can you make me some tea? Just I was like, we don't have a teapot. Can you just put it in the microwave? All right. So, of course, I burn the shit out of the tea. Well, yeah. In the microwave. Because you're a kid and you're an intern. You don't know what you're doing. And I don't drink tea. Because <laughs> I'm not a freak. And so I bring it oh, back to you him. do have a flow-through bag. <laughs> <laughs> and when I brought it back to him, he complained that it was burnt. And I told him he shouldn't have told me to put it in the microwave. That was about the limit of our interaction. I left the studio never to come back while Duran Duran was still there. Surprised you didn't take, tell him to take a... F- Flying fuck at a rolling donut, you bastard. You should have said you bastard or something. Hey, by the way, speaking of T, you know, uh, Mr. T, you know what his first name is? Lipton. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, geez. Did I tell you we're brought to you by Gorilla Glue tonight? Uh, yes, you did. All right. So now, my brush with greatness that I'm going to, I've had thousands of. Is it better than that crappy no, story? No, 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 hardly. Uh, <laughs> I've had thousands of brushes with greatness, and that's about as close as I ever got. This actually happened at a golf tournament. It's the only time I ever made Bill Belichick laugh. It's the only time. You pulled your pants down? Yep. 
After everybody's done playing golf, everybody gathers around, they drink, they sit down, they eat. You know, golf tournament. Sure. So I'm at this golf tournament. I just got a drink at the bar, and I'm walking around. I see a table in the corner with Bobby Orr, Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick, and Mm -hmm. Lenny Clark. Okay. So I walk over to the table, and they all look at me, and I go, Are you drunk? No. I said, Wait, were you drunk? I said, man, this is a shit table. And I turned around and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) I turned around and looked. Belichick's laughing his ass off. Because absolutely, without question, if I had sat down, I would have had the time of my life. Bobby Orr? You know, Belichick? Lenny Clark, who's never not funny, ever? I would have had the time of my life. But instead, I went for the laugh. And you, you, you got the chortle. I did. With chortles toward none. Uh, no, wait. What does that mean? Did I tell you the show was brought to you by Gorilla Glue? Once or twice. <laughs> uh, I, we have categorical situations on this podcast. We're very organized, despite the fact that my printer broke. I have uh, the, the uh, segment that's sponsored by Dr. Robert Leonard. It's called Around the Weird. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR if you're balding or if you even think you might. And talk to Dr. Matthew Lepresti or Dr. Robert Leonard himself, for crying out loud, or some of their fine people. And they'll hook you up with hair. It's something that a lot of people think they need in life, and I certainly am a, testam- a testament to that. You needed it. Oh. For all of us. Oh, my God. Because you were it, an ugly man. And I had those scalp tattoos, too. 666. <laughs> all right. Now... Around the weird. And I'm sorry, but I only brought one story today. Okay. And the reason is because my... I have three, but I think one of ours is the same, so I have two. All right, good. Well, you you can do as many as you want. Okay, well, I'll do two. Ben Kitchen, by the way, everybody. Thank you. Ten football players at a northern Illinois high school suspended. Do you have any idea why? Yes, I do. They were suspended for three (laughs) games last month after they ran across a field... Okay. In and of itself is not a crime. Yeah. Naked, which is possibly a crime. It is a crime. With Oreo cookies wedged between their buttocks. Not a crime, but odd. Now, <laughs> the to me, that's a waste of Oreo cookies, and I love them. By the way, my, I have a... Well, you, did they go to waste? You know, Are what? you sure someone didn't eat those Oreos? You mean they were pre-eaten and re-eaten? No, let me tell no, you something. No, no, I think so. There was. I know there was adamant... Um, uh, denial of hazing involved in this incident, right? But some of the weird thing is, some of them you came and I out, both... some of them came out double stuffed. <laughs> Did so, I trample all over that? No, or... I mean that's the truth. I just threw that in there because I think you people should know this. Uh, <laughs> I have a, a ten Oreo, what's called a wingspan uh, in the vernacular. When you reach into an Oreo package and you try to take as many as you can without dropping them, like. Like uh, poker chips. You want them to be in there so you can walk to the couch with your milk in one hand and your Oreos in the other hand without spilling them. So I have exactly 10. And so when I reach into an Oreo pack, I know when I've reached the end of that, reach from middle finger to the thumb, bang, I got exactly 10 Oreos. I know that because it's tried and true since I was like 14 years old. So your hands have not grown since you were 14? Well, some of these guys in the NBA, they can do 24 Oreos in their in, – because their hands are so giant. Dick Raddatz probably could have Yeah, I was going to say you should see how big their dicks are. 24 <laughs> – 24 Oreo, you know, grip there. You take why, on a whole team. Why don't you just bring the entire thing of Oreos with you to the couch? 
and just eat as many as you want. Because you, you know might what? eat seven. Because then you're a pig. Yeah, but what if you eat less than ten? But maybe maybe they don't notice you make the second trip for the second ten. If they if you bring the whole pack there and it's no, empty, I'm, I'm just talking about efficiency. You know, why are you making multiple trips? Anyway, the Rockford Register Star reports that Byron High School players were suspended for indecent exposure and Oreo abuse <laughs> by shoving them in their butt cracks. Why? You know, why would anyone do that? Why? You know? I mean, I've been with, in my day, some really big fat girls, mm. and you occasionally might find an Oreo in there. If you're if you're wearing your miner's helmet, but my advice to you, Ben, is if you ever go out with a really, really, really fat girl, okay, bring bookmarks. Oh God! It's time now for around the weird. Around the weird is brought to you by Perfect Polly. Uh, go to YouTube and watch the old commercial and then order the Perfect Polly for your companion in your kitchen. It tweets. It actually sits there. It's a plastic toy, so shove it up your ass. All right, so Ben is here. And mm. Ben, of course, you, you're still here is what I should say. Yeah, I haven't left. Uh, the two things. Now, Not it's yet. Christmas week, and in the last couple of weeks, we had these incidents that came up. Incidents and allegations. That had to do with long-standing, traditional Christmas mores and values. How about I just read you a story real quick before we get to that? Yeah. Just a real quick... I would, I would like just that. kind of go along this theme. It was only minutes before sunrise when Alfred Norwood Jr. slammed on his brakes, stopping his truck in the middle of the road, and turned on his hazard lights. The 65-year-old veteran from Austin said he was heading home after taking his wife to work one hazy morning early last week when he saw what appeared to be a man in a blue plaid shirt, jeans, and Velcro sneakers hanging from the rooftop by his fingernails. That's scary. The figure was tangled up in a string of holiday lights, and the ladder was just out of his reach. So this sounds like a terrible... Sounds like a movie. Terrible situation. So the man gets out of his car. Oh, mister, please hold on. All right, can you reach it? Can you reach it? He starts screaming, help. It looked like a guy in distress needing help, so I took a chance to try and help him. It turned out to be a dummy. Sure. As was the guy that responded. It was the dummy of Clark Griswold. Right, from Christmas from Vacation. Christmas Vacation, hanging from the house as a decoration. <laughs> so and this old bastard is running over and trying guy. to put the ladder under him. Yeah, yeah. I'll save you. Christmas Vacation, yay or nay? That's, uh, that's good. Well, Do you, you know like what? it? Of the vacation movies, you know, it might be in the top. Three, but it's not certainly the top one. There's only one. There's only one that really matters. Vegas Vacation. No. No? The original. I mean, it has to European. be European. When you get to see Beverly D'Angelo's rack in the shower, that's, uh, that's worth the, pot, the price of a mission right over there. That alone is worth it. And I like when he says, yeah, but she's she warming out a tongue, but she whistles like a bird. <laughs> I mean, you know, that movie had some lines in it. you got to admit. Uh, so here's what happened that, that put the distress signal out for all true Christmas fans around America. Uh, first is the uh, – what was the one? What was the first one? Oh, oh. No, the, you know, the, the one Who that, is this uh, podcast brought to us by again? Gorilla Glue. <laughs> I, I had to stop and think for a second. Rudolph. Rudolph, yes. Rudolph it was should not be shown on TV anymore to a whole new generation. It's been on for 40 years, at least, maybe 50. And everybody's turned out really normal that watched it. Uh, all of a sudden, they're saying, no, it's got bullying in it. 
Rudolph is being bullied because he's got a red nose and whatever. It's just a bunch of crap because this oversensitivity uh, about bullying is going on. Now, I'm, I'm not for bullying. Don't get me wrong. I've been bullied. i got nine, nine broken noses to prove it. I've been bullied in the past. But it doesn't mean you have to be a pussy and take the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special off of TV because of that? What do you think? I think it's... Completely asinine. First of all, the message in it is an anti-bullying message, you stupid assholes. Because they knew back then that it's wrong. 50 years ago. Not only is it an anti-bullying message, but it also shows that you can overcome that and you can overcome adversity as a kid. It teaches you that valuable lesson. Right. That everyone has worth even if you can't see it right away. Right. So it's a more important message than what these people are trying to pretend as if bullied. They want to wash bullying away as if it will never exist again, which is completely asinine. Now, the second thing. What was the second thing? Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. Baby, it's cold outside. Thanks, (laughs) Vinny. My mom and my dad used to sing that to my mom in the 50s. You know, I remember when I was a kid and they would do that. And they, they were in love. They were married 58 years and it was cute. No one ever thought, well, you know, me too. What? Baby, it's cold outside? Who sang the original? Was it like Bing Crosby or something? I just know of the Dean Martin version. That's the most famous. Yeah. It's it's a cute little love song between two little lovebirds trying to stay warm in the winter time, and I want people well, who no, think that... think about it. If you listen to the song itself, what are her actual concerns in the song? What are her actual concerns? Well, it wasn't that she wouldn't let him leave. No, it wasn't that she, something bad was going to happen to her. Her right, concerns right, right. were what other people would think of her if she stayed with at this guy's house. She wanted to stay, but the only reason that was preventing her was what she cared about what other people thought of her and would say about her if she stayed. Right. It had nothing to do like the the joke or the notion about uh, that that line about the something in the drink. It's just a passing joke from that era. Right. The fact is, she was a lesbian and she was afraid her girlfriends would be pissed at her for staying. <laughs> Why you always got to ruin it? <laughs> Why do you always have to ruin I it? I was kidding. It's a joke. It's just a joke. But, you know, meanwhile, it's basically what's on, on the line? Christmas traditionalism as a thing. It's like, is there know, anything it's politically incorrect? People should take a big hot cup of shut the f up. What, what from, have to bleep that. What from your childhood is no longer like something like that, especially Christmas related? Is no longer heard of, heard from, seen, whatever. Well, uh, it's just the fact that you can't say Merry Christmas in some circles, you know, or you can't, you have to make it Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. That doesn't make any sense. That's just ridiculous. That's not inclusive. That's preclusive. It's something inclusive, but not inclusive. <laughs> no, I, right? I mean, so just say, say yeah, right, Mike. That's what Maury used to do. That's right, Mike. Um, I want to tell a quick Tommy Lasorda story. I, this is so random. This is so fucking random. I, you love, that I love your transitions. I don't have transitions. I'm, you know, I'm going to stay a guy for the rest of my life. Um, I have transactions, though. Lots of transactions. Tommy Lasorda came on the aforementioned uh, NECN TV show. And, you know, we would put anybody on. You know, We put on a, a caddy for the senior golf tour one night. We had no guest. He was he was the worst guest ever. He had no good stories, and he didn't tell them well. Uh, but when Tommy Lasorda came on, he was great. And he was especially great, like a lot of these guests are. You know this, too. When the microphones are turned off, that's when he really 
got funnier, you know. Uh, and he told some stories. Well, Be- on Belichick's like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like his interview on yeah. on the station is just totally different. Dry, whatever. You know, some information, maybe sometimes a little bit combative, but off mic, funnier yeah. stories, a little more lively, a little freer. Yeah. Lasorda was. Uh, he loved telling stories, but he I'll just tell you the. Uh, off the air, he'd say, I'd say, you know, something really, the Dodgers did this. And he goes, you know, I don't like second guessers. Second guessers make me sick to my stomach. You know why I don't like second guessers? Because first of all, if they have to guess, then they don't know anything about the subject. And second of all, it takes them two fucking guesses to get it right. <laughs> but uh, uh, he told this story, too, which I thought was great. He says, I'm with Frank Sinatra. Now, you know, th- he, this is all believable stuff. He's not just name-dropping. He actually knows these people, you okay. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, I'm with Frank Sinatra. We're after an event. He goes in a hotel room, and Frank says, I, he said, I, you know, Ted Williams. And this. He says, you want me to call Ted Williams right now? You can talk to him? And Frank goes, yeah. So he calls Ted Williams. He has his number. He calls him, puts Frank Sinatra on the phone with Ted in his hotel room. And he's telling the story. He goes, so after, they talked for 20 minutes, he says. It was unbelievable. And when he hangs up the phone, Frank turns to me. He goes, I can't believe I was talking to fucking Ted Williams. And he says, I ran into Ted Williams six months later. I said, hey, Ted, how you doing? He goes, you know, Tommy, I can't fucking believe I was talking to Frank fucking Sinatra. (laughs) Isn't that a great story? They were both duly impressed with each other. Uh, Anyway, that's one brush with greatness right there. I thought we did that segment like oh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, this next segment is brought to you by Gorilla Glue. Your structure sucks right now. <laughs> it makes no sense. Structures for pussies. <laughs> Farfignugen. You know what that means in German? What? That means go far for your nugen. I have to ask you something, though, because did we skip the smartest man alive? People are raving in podcast land about that because so far I've not if, been. If you have to ask, does that automatically mean you're not the smartest man alive? Have we ha- no. Uh, listen, smart doesn't. Can I just explain so, something to you? So, what smart uh, means. Are you the most forgetful man alive? Smart doesn't necessarily mean, like, as I've told you, it's not. Uh, the guy you want to operate on your on your kid's open heart surgery, you know, that wouldn't be me. I just damn right it wouldn't. No, and that's you find a specialist for that. Unless you stayed at a holiday and you rest <laughs> the night before, then we someone, can talk. You find someone who's done that before. Now, just because I happen to know how to do that doesn't mean you want me doing it because I drink a little and I don't want any ash to fall into my son's <laughs> heart. All right, so go ahead. Test, test me again. Test my metal. By the way, even the smartest of men don't get everything right. So what have we done so far? We've done some presidents. We've done yeah. some math. Mm-hmm. Let's do some science. Okay. You feel good about science? Sure. Are you kidding? How about the periodic table? You I, haven't studied I, that since 1964. No, but I watched Lost in Space a lot. Um, no, the periodic table? Yes, the periodic table. Does that have something to do with tampons? Mm-hmm. Which ones have wings? Oh, those flap-away ones? So I know a girl, listen, this is a true story. Want to hear something? Yes, I do. I always want to hear something. This is true. I hate, I to, I hate to even do this, to tell this story. I won't you're, mention any names. You're going to tell it anyway. She's on the beach. She had her period. She had to change tampons. Instead of going back to the cottage, she decided she would just do it under the towel with no one looking. <laughs> you know, So she did. So she took the used tampon and put it down next to her on the beach, and suddenly a seagull jumped down and swooped away with her used tampon. Solved that problem for her, though. That's a true story. 
All right, so go ahead. Periodic chart. We're back to period oh, talks again here. All right, what is the seventh element? Oh, God. Seventh, eighth is, is, ox, uh, uh, eighth is oxygen. Carbon is six, so it has to be nitrogen. All right, fair enough. Good. I didn't see that. By coming. the way, I thought I had for you. answering that correctly, you get this tank of nitrous oxide. All right, what's the atomic symbol for iron? That's easy, F-E. F-E to you. <laughs> F-E, no, F-U. <laughs> what's the atomic symbol for lead? Uh, lead. Uh, that w- that's P-B. And J. <laughs> Put a little J on there, you're in good shape. Thanks, Mom, for the lead sandwich. You misled me, Mom. All right. Have a pencil. I'm, I'm impressed. I, I admit I am impressed. See, I didn't. I did not expect you to know a damn thing about anything science related. You know, I may not. You smell look like good. a stupid man. Yeah, I may not smell good or look good. You do but not. I am fucking knowledgeable as hell. <laughs> That's episode four. Right, what do you say we get out of here? Okay. <laughs> He's too easy. He's too easy. No, you sure. you've uh, serenaded us for a couple of weeks. And and I do want to push the limit of your knowledge. So I looked around all week mm-hmm. and scoured for old 60s commercials on YouTube. I know them all. Because I'm going to stump you. I know every one of them. I don't care about the smartest man alive, but I'm going to stump you. It's so easy when you use less toil. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm thinking Pepsi. Pepsi. 60s Pepsi. There's a whole bunch of Pepsi songs. For those who think young. I know that one. Of course you fucking do. Jesus. I've changed it, though, to for to, for those who think old. Uh, it's something like, uh, those who say Pepsi, please, are putting themselves among people who like their leisure. Say Pepsi's the drink that's young. So go ahead and take a drink that lets you think young as you drink. You picked the right one, the modern light one. Now it's Pepsi for those who think young. Well, I'd be proud to they agree. Those who think young, say Pepsi, please. They picked the right one, the modern light one. Now it's Pepsi for those who think young. When you say Pepsi, please, you're putting yourselves among Modern light one. Now it's Pepsi for those who think young.